Well, hello and welcome to the Leader Breeder Podcast with myself and your host, Aidan Jeffrey. The Leader Breeder Podcast is a leadership podcast dedicated to helping you discover and develop your leadership voice in order to deliver great value in your life, ministry, career, and business. And today I'm super excited to launch our Q&A episodes where you get to hear firsthand from renowned leaders nationally and internationally with long-standing and proven track records, some of the leadership life lessons and life journeys. And in today, in our first Q&A episode, it's an honor to have with us a great friend and mentor to my pastor, Pastor Atbosov, a great friend to CRC, a true inspiration, a great man of God, the senior pastor of Summit Christian Center, and author of several books, including Flying Higher, Seven Keys to Making Godly Choices, Living Full and Dying Empty, Training for Reigning, Strategies for Building Character and Maturity in Christ, all the way from San Antonio in Texas. I want you to welcome with us today, Pastor Rick Godwin. So Pastor Rick, very warm welcome to you. So honored to have you with us today. And uh, thank you so much. Just you want to introduce yourself and welcome today to yeah. our Leader Breeder podcast. Hey, it's an honor to be here, Pastor Aiden. It's been three years since the lockdowns, so it's really refreshing and rewarding to be back in this beautiful Cape Town, South Africa, and the whole country, but particularly Cape Town. That's one of my favorite places, and you always make it fun, and you're very generous and uh, hospitable and uh, have always showed me, teach me, show me why this is so, and try the foods, and I love it. I just Amen. really enjoy the sunshine and the great people and your, your wonderful church. So it's great to be back. I feel like part of the crowd, part of the family. I'm, I never feel like a visitor here ever. Amen. Well, I must say as well, a little bit of a backstory with Pastor Rick, for those of you that are listening to us for the first time today. Um, you know, I met uh, Pastor Rick, well, I first heard Pastor Rick preach in 1993 it was. I got saved in those days, the the Ramah celebrations in, in Johannesburg, and you were preaching. I often share with you the story of your long ladder and your green suit, which just really, that message spoke to me <laughs> those years. Um, and I've always been one of my my uh, dreams, always just to have met you, and you're such an inspiration to so many of us. And Pastor Rick, for those of you also that don't know, he was... Uh, standing in for Pastor Art, who's had a shoulder operation recently. And so at the tender age or the young age of 78, jumped onto a plane from San Antonio and has been in South Africa now for over two weeks. And uh, he's finishing off his, his visit to South Africa here in Cape Town. And it's really honored to, to have him with us. And I just want to say, Pastor Rick, you know, um, at 78, you, as Pastor Art said on Sunday as well, you're such an inspiration to all of us. I mean, your, your energy, your zeal. But not only that, you know, the, the leadership journey that you've walked uh, all your life, you started in ministry uh, when you were 44, you planted your church in San Antonio. And for the listeners that the podcast, the purpose of this podcast, obviously, is to uh, speak into, into potential leaders' lives, uh, to develop leadership voices. And yesterday, you and I were walking in a store uh, at the mall, and there was this statement that was up on the wall in one of the stores where it said, there is no finish line. And then you went on to say, you always say, there is no finishing line to growth. And that really spoke to me, and I said to you, let's expand on that today as we speak to the listeners about talking about this, this concept of leadership development as people go through processes, because we're living in a, in a generation where you know, a lot of our young people today are millennials, they think they're unsuccessful when they're 25 and they haven't got a BMW, or they think they have to uh, be at some destination by the time they're 30 or else they're failing. And yeah, you are 78, uh, preaching around the world, uh, sharp and smart, still, you know, uh, avid reader, learning, raising up leaders, building churches. And uh, it's this journey of there's no finishing line to growth. 
But you want to expand us a little bit and talk to us a little bit about just this concept and helping young leaders to understand their process in, in being a leader and developing themselves in this place of growth. Growth, whether in ministry or business or personally or in marriage, is the same. The rules right. are the same. So I jotted down some very uncomfortable facts about growth. Right. You know, Peter starts off by saying, as a newborn babe, desire the pure milk of God's word that you may grow. Right. And I wrote down 50 different scriptures with the word how we're to grow. Right. Now, one thing that's a fact throughout the Bible, you will never find any place where a Christian is not supposed to grow. Amen. I mean, God never says, you know what? You've grown enough. You right. can quit growing. Or because you're young or divorced or busy, I don't expect you to grow. You will never find that. The only biblical model for a believer is grow. We're to grow in him. So this is till you take your last breath. I don't right. want to end up like T-Rex, a <laughs> dinosaur, out of, his, uh, out of his element because I quit growing 40 years ago. Right. And now I'm irrelevant, unnoticed, and non-impactful. Right. That, that happens to a lot of churches and people. You can walk in and tell what year they died. Oh, this is a <laughs> 50s model. Oh, this is a 1960 model. Right, right. Now, of course, truth never changes. Right. But methods, technology, style, that changes constantly. Right. And if you don't believe it, look at your pictures from high school and how you dressed. <laughs> look at women, look at the hairstyles, exactly. and then look today. You've been changing and upgrading, right. and nothing's wrong with that. Right. You don't have to live where you were born again. You can grow and Amen. continue to move. So if we're going to grow, what does it look like? What does it feel like? So right. let me give you some things I wrote down. First, being uncomfortable. Right. Being uncomfortable, which none of us like, is the first step in growth. Now, most people confuse being uncomfortable as a sign that they're out of the will of God. So a lot of people are right where God wants them, in a job, a church, a career, right. or position. But because they're uncomfortable, they think, well, this can't be the will of God. Right. But being uncomfortable is the first step in growth. I can't tell you how many people will choose being comfortable over uncomfortable but if you're growing, you have to change attitudes, you have to change belief, you have to change style, you have to change discipline, and you have to change past behavior. And Good. that, my friends, is uncomfortable. Right. So being uncomfortable is an indicator. Usually God wants you to grow somewhere. Maybe it's taking another step in your relationship, right. in your health, in your financial life, in your relationship with God. But, uh, but comfortable people don't grow. Even God says, woe to them that are at ease right. in Zion. Uncomfortable people are usually growing. And, and don't we call it in our culture growing pains? Exactly. We, we talk about our kids and life. It, it's pain to growth because it's, it's yeah. change. So most people feel if God's growing me, I'm going to feel his warm arms around me and everything's <laughs> going to be smooth in front of me. No disruption, no disorder. Everything's going to be precise and perfect. Right. So you want to grow, then you got to learn how to be uncomfortable in life. In fact, Pastor Aiden, most people will choose friends that make them comfortable. They won't choose uh -huh. to be around people who make them better. 
Watch people with bad marriages hang out with people with bad marriages. People with wow. bad attitudes will find other people. What's that statement? Birds of a feather <laughs> flock together. typically flock yeah. together. So if they come in contact with somebody with a good attitude, then they don't feel comfortable, right. so they will reject you. So being uncomfortable is the first step in growth. God will always ask you to do something that because of where you are and who you are, it'll be uncomfortable. Right. It, it's a challenge. Moses said, send Aaron, not me. I'm yeah. slow of speech. He wasn't comfortable, right? Yeah. Gideon said, I'm the least in my family in the smallest tribe. Uh, not a chance I could be a mighty warrior and a deliverer. Total uncomfortable. You know, Gideon said, you haven't read my resume. I live in a small village. I didn't even get my high school diploma. Uh, I can't do this. Uh, that's where I am. So everybody who did great things for God was at first uncomfortable right. with how God was dealing with them. So the delusion is thinking, if I'm in the will of God, I'll always be comfortable. But if you're totally comfortable, you're not growing. Good. Okay, second thought I thought about was growth is automatic. And I'll have to explain that. It's happening one of two ways. Either you're growing or your problems are growing. <laughs> if your problems are getting bigger, there's a great chance you're not growing. Right. If you're getting bigger, there's a good chance your problems aren't growing. So sometimes, Good. you know, something is growing all the time. It's either you or your problems. Right. I think a lot of Christians wouldn't even have a prayer life if they didn't have a problem. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> exactly, Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. So growth is always happening. Either your problems are growing or you're growing. Sorry to interrupt you. When you say growing, uh, you're personally growing, you've often said to me as well in the past, the places you go, the books you read, the people you meet, would you say those are three of the so the fundamental elements to, to personal growth? Significant change in my life has occurred because I went somewhere and saw something right. that I was unfamiliar with, right. and I liked it. And I said, that's better than right. what I do. Right. Or I saw, I saw a presentation yeah. better than the way we do it. Many years ago, I went to another nation. Uh, I mean, many years ago, 40 years ago, and I saw video news Instead of somebody uh, in, in my background getting up and reading the announcements right. for the church, it was done in video color with music, and it was always on time. Right. It was great. There right. was no waffling around by whoever got up and <laughs> Brother Fred's going to come and read the announcement. No, no. It was brilliant, and no matter what service it played in, it was right on time. Always sharp. But that stretched you to sort of, of take that and then you're going to apply it in your I own grabbed, world. I grabbed five weeks of video news and took it back to my video team. These, these are my early days. Right. And I says, we're going to buy this equipment and we're going to do it this way. Right. And we've never turned back. We just got better right. at doing it because I saw something I hadn't seen before. If you lived in Mule Shoe, Texas... <laughs> I mean, it's about a block past resume speed. It's nothing. <laughs> one traffic light. Okay. And I took you to, to, to South Korea, Seoul, Korea, and showed right. you uh, maybe in the, in the old days, Yonggi Cho, a, right. a church of half a million. Right. And the biggest church in Muleshoe, Texas was, let's say, 200. Okay. Well, when you got back to Muleshoe, it'd be the same, right. but you would never be the shame, shame because right. you saw what could happen. Exactly. Maybe not in Mule Shoe, yes. but because of the population, but it could be done. Right. And you would never be thinking small again because you saw something bigger yes. and better 
somebody raised the bar, and now you will never be trapped by small negative thinking of people. Well, if you look at if, if I look at our world at CRC, I mean, Pastor always says he went to overseas and saw a a sort of a, a video uh, presentation of a service scene. I think it was uh, late 80s. I think it was and came back and said, let's apply that in South Africa. And I mean, us being a third world developing country, and you preach in our churches in South Africa, you notice, I mean, 37 churches at night, that's taking something that you saw being stretched and applying it and bringing change in, in, a, in a place. And I think it's yeah. relevant for everybody in business, yeah. what's happening in, in the marketplace, how do you you know, apply things, not having to be overseas, but applying things and making a difference in your own world. Part of the leadership, uh, uncomfortable development growth. Well, I wanted to be better, and I thought, that's better. I looked at it. It was simple. I didn't feel inferior. I just said, that's a better, that's a better mousetrap. That's a right. better style. That's a better technology. That's, a, that's better than what I do. Now, at, when I see it, I might not be able at the moment to afford it, right. but it's my dream, my vision, and yes. I, now I'm working towards it. And as soon as I can get the capital, that's where we're going. Good. That's, that's kind of what you call a, a, a vision. Good. of seeing. Yeah. So from, from style, from dress, reading books, I can learn what took a guy 10 years to learn in one sitting uh, over a period of weeks. Yes. I can take a $20, $30 book right. and I can learn everything he knows quick. Yes. So there's just Don't no to reason to stay stupid. Yeah. You can go to podcasts. You can, you can right. attend conferences on, online with right. a live link or get a video of right. it. So even if you're poor, right. you can look at your smartphone or and tune in and learn what you didn't know from other people. Right. So I can learn what not to do. I can learn what to do right. from from different people. Right. I was once. I won't use names because I get in trouble. But I want <laughs> my my, uh, my my Pentecostal friends knew I was at a conference with a guy who had the largest church in America and was probably one of the foremost experts in leadership in church ministry. And he and I ministered several times together around the world. And I quite liked him and learned a great deal about him. So here's the thinking of the typical Pentecostal, right? Right. They said, well, he doesn't believe in tongues or spiritual spiritual gifts, etc. I looked at him and I says... Look, Sparky, he's got the biggest church in America. Right. I don't go to him to learn how to speak in tongues. Right, I go how to, right. to him to learn how to be a leader. Right. He can eclipse you. You're yes. not even a, a, a an eyelash in his sight. Right. I'm going to get his wisdom right. on leadership. Right. I'll get my spiritual gifts somewhere else. Yes. So you can't get everything from one, one person, person, but how stupid to say he's not in our camp, he's not in our group, right. or he believes some one thing different than you. Right. So you reject all the good wisdom yeah. this person has, yes. not me. I'm going to take anything good, good that will make me better I don't care who it is right. or where it is. Right. So never live as small as your denomination right. or as small as your little peer group. So something's always growing. In your yard, for example, either the grass is growing or weeds are growing, but something good. is always That's growing. Well. That's good. Third thought, growth has a downside. Right. Growth has a downside. If you grow and the people around you don't grow, you're going to create a separation between you and them. Growth will cause separation between people. That's true even in marriage. Good. One grows, the other stays the same. There's going to be conflict. There's going to be right. trouble. So right. uh, one person grows in their relationship, the other is happy right where they are. 
a leader can outgrow a staff member. Mm. Maybe at the time the staff member was brought on, the leader was at a certain place, mm. but he's learned. Mm. He's making changes, and the staff member now becomes a drag because they won't grow. Right. And you have to make other plans. Right. See, you can outgrow your denomination. You can outgrow your group. You can outgrow a former mentor and grow past them. Right. Uh, they were wonderful. They helped you, but you kept growing. And they didn't. So now you're in a whole different ballgame. Uh, they haven't learned anything new. They're just Jurassic Park. They once had <laughs> life, but now they're a fossil right. because they didn't continue to grow. So I agree, husbands and wives need to attend church together mm. so we can learn together, grow together, mm. and stay together. Right. So I want to keep learning and growing, and I refuse to slow down for some organization's ideology. And, you know, you, even in this country, you, you'll find different denominations that stopped. Mm. They're still doing, they haven't learned anything new. Right. Not, they've right. got 40 years experience. No, you've, you've got 40 years doing the same thing. Right. One experience for 40 years. You haven't learned anything. Wow. That's a shame. Yeah. That really is a, an indictment on us. This is a great world. It's full of, of good things, not only bad. And with our technology today, you can go anywhere, hear anybody, be mentored by anybody, That's by right. books, by podcasts like we're doing now, and learn, learn something you didn't know. Right. The, the difference between seasons in your life is something you didn't know. Wisdom. Wow. The difference in prosperity and, and poverty is wisdom. Something mm. I didn't know. Mm. And when it when I get it, boom, right. it changes my season in life. The bar gets raised. Right. I get better. It's something I didn't know. You and I were at the dinner table with your, your grown kids and family, and we, we, we did this a number of places my two weeks here. We talked about things that I've learned in my life right. that I wish I had known much younger. You younger. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the whole idea. Just keep growing. Don't slow down. Uh, Amen. Num number four, mm. growth always causes change. Good. Now, most Christians and leaders confuse growth with information. Mm. So knowing more doesn't mean you've become more. Good. It just means you could win a game show guessing answers to it. <laughs> See, growth always has two sides to it, the information side and the transformation side. So Jesus didn't come just to inform you. He came to transform Very us. Yeah. You'll meet people who read every book, every blog, listen to every podcast, they are filled oh. with details of information, but their marriage is no different than it's ever been. Yeah. Their finances are still poor. Their parenting skills are appalling. They haven't improved. So information is not a substitute for transformation. Right. So in life, it's not just what I know, it's now am I better? Yeah. And if I haven't changed, then I haven't actually learned Anything. It's like that old statement, wisdom Wisdom is knowledge applied. So if you don't apply the knowledge, you know, you can't walk in wisdom. So you can have a lot of knowledge, but if you don't apply it, it's like it's pointless. And you could go to any group of preachers that go to seminars or whatever, and yet when you go back to their church, they haven't changed the thing. Right. Nothing's changed. Or in their life or their behavior or their style or their method. I mean, styles even change. Right. That's how you deliver and uh, affect a culture. There is no one season that's eternal. Right. It is not so. Yeah. I say again, the only thing that doesn't change is God Almighty and His Word. Right. That doesn't change. Good. But how you deliver it and where and the time and the style and the music and the technology, God says, go for it. 
Just go for it. I mean, no, I mean, isn't the music changing from back in the 50s and then when Elvis came and then that changed the greasy hairstyles and the up collar and then the Beatles showed up in the 60s and that changed the music, the style, it, the dress, right. uh, the, the drug culture. And, and then Motown came in with soul music. Right. Uh, well, the dress and music in the secular world keeps changing. Yes. So it does even in the Christian world. Yes. So as long as truth isn't changed, yeah, hey, the sky's the limit. Yeah, there's no reason not to continue to, to change. Right. Have you ever counseled somebody and they said, yeah, I know that. Yeah, no. yeah, I know that. Far too often. But they don't do it. <laughs> Be doers of the word, not hearers only. Right. So I, I cannot tell you how many people say, uh, we talk about tithing, try to get their finances in order, how to spend less and, and uh, do some savings and yes. to honor the Lord. Uh, with their living. It, well, oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know. But you don't do it. Right. You dummy. You don't do it. And no wonder you're going to stay in counseling till Jesus comes back. <laughs> That's right. I've been married for 47, almost 48 years wow. to the same woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Right. Why, Rick? Well, because my flesh doesn't want to be long suffering. Right. I don't want to think about her. And I don't want to be unselfish. Right. My flesh wants to be about me, but I want a lifetime meaningful relationship. So there are a lot of things I've got to train myself to do. They may not be my natural inclination, but they're biblical, biblical principles required of a husband. So I better learn them. I can't tell Cindy, I know, I know that, I know that, that conversation is not going to end well. Right. I better learn <laughs> to do it. But my natural inclination wouldn't be to do yeah, that right. to in the flesh. For, as right. you say, yeah, for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then I wrote down number five, when you grow to something, you grow from something. Wow. So there are a lot of programs designed to help people overcome something, and that's good. Uh, I've discovered in my journey with the Lord, the closer I grow with Him, there are things that I begin to grow away from. Good. If my focus is primary escape from something, I'm still thinking about it. Right. But if I spend time regularly with the Lord, the power of any wrong thing in my life at least begins to weaken. Good. I'm growing towards something, so I'm growing from something. Mm, if you always end up in the same location in your life, you are not growing towards something. If you're growing towards a mistress, you're growing away from your spouse. Good. It's inevitable. Right. And then number six, growth in your success uh, doesn't allow you to rest in your success. Uh, it's not my best. Right. Where I am today is not my best. Right. Even God says the glory of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former house. house. Yeah. The path of the righteous grows brighter Day by day, brighter. Right. Some right. people, their light's already gone out. They hadn't even got to the end of the path. Right. So, it, so, so people love to tell you how successful they are. But having a measure of success does not mean I've done my best. Never allow your current success to be your best. If you fall Good. in love with your resume, you won't grow. Good. Paul talked about it. He says, you know, I'm a Pharisee of the Pharisees, circumcised the eighth day. He's talking about his resume, and he starts going. He says, I sat at the feet of Gamaliel. I'm bilingual. I've been to the best schools. But then he says, but forgetting all these things. Right. So many leaders stop growing because they're successful, and they allow past success to be their best success. Mm. So grow in your success, but don't, it allow, don't allow it to be 
your best. Don't let being good at something stop you from being better. So being uncomfortable is the first step in growth. Right. Growth is automatic. Either you're growing or your problems are growing. Growth has a downside. Right. It, it, it means it's going to create separation between you and people who aren't. Growth causes change. It's not just information, it's transformation. Right. And when you grow to something, you grow from something. And six, grow in your success, but don't let it be your best. And my final thought is what you and I said. Mm. Growth doesn't have a finish line. Right. No matter how old you are, how smart you are, growth doesn't have a finish line. You just mentioned my age. I don't dress like an old goat. Right. I don't think like an old goat. Right. I don't talk like an old and I don't hang around them. Good. I keep my young adults going. I'll give them a run for their money on any day. <laughs> Thinking, yes. reading, yes. adventure, jump out of an airplane, fly bo uh, fast boats, climb mountains. Right. I will, I'll die in bed with my <laughs> wife. I won't die in a bedpan <laughs> slobbering on myself, wishing the kids would come see me in the nursing home. Dear God, forgive me. That's <laughs> not going to happen. So you can stay bright. Choose your friends, and if they're really dragging you down, you need some new friends. Right. Even preachers. If the preachers you're around are making you comfortable because you haven't changed, you need a new group of friends right. that can challenge you. And you'll right. get criticism, right. but you'll grow. Right, right. And that, that's been my life philosophy. Well, that's incredible. I just want to add to that and to say, uh, you know, I mean, every one of those points you can go and uh, chew on those. for. A, there's, a, there's a series in every one of those points. But I was, I was just thinking now as well, if you look at uh, getting, getting back to us again as CRC, um, you know, like with Pastor Art as well, always keeping us in the stretch. Uh, and sometimes, you know, people look and they say, you know, it's like you're always in that uncomfortable place. And like you were saying, that's the whole part of growth is that if you don't choose to be in that uncomfortable place, you're never actually going to grow. Because this modern generation or this young generation, and I often tell them it's not their fault that they're in a, in a social media world. It's not their fault they... They're born into this world with this technology and this information overload. But I think it's important for them to understand as well that if you look at Scripture, I mean, Paul the Apostle, we know the things he went through, and yet we, we sometimes sit under, in churches where we get preached a motivational gospel more than just a process gospel. And I think people need to understand that, as you say, part of the development growth and the process is it's going to be uncomfortable times. And I want to add to what you were saying. Um, you know, Paul writes in Philippians 1.12, and he says this, which really jumped at me recently. He says, but I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. So if you think about that statement, and I'm actually I've been meditating on that for a while, is Paul writes to the church and he says, so we know what, what happened to Paul. Well, he was left, you know, he was floating on a piece of wood for a few days. Uh, he was left for dead, beaten five times with a cat of nine tails, uh, stoned, um, you know, imprisoned. And then he writes and he says, but the things which happened to me actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. So it was in that uncomfortable place that Paul actually, he, he said, instead of being a victim, which today is the, the first place people want to go to is a victim mindset or a cancel culture or a I can't do it culture, Paul writes and he says, but the things that happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel because God's always busy molding us and taking us to the next phase of the next season of our lives. If I look at myself in Cape Town as well, uh, since planting here as well, you know, I'm, I thank God that we have leadership, like I said, in, like in Pastor Art, who's always ahead of us with regards to new projects, building, always keeping us in that uncomfortable place of growth so we don't stagnate. Because 
uh, if, we, if we're standing still, we're never going to grow. I want to ask you one more question. Uh, when it comes to staff, uh, as the leader of, uh, of, of, of people and as a, as a senior pastor of a church and a movement, um, what is your expectation sometimes with your staff in the sense of growth? How do you, do you sort of, do you create a, a, a place where they can grow or do you hold them accountable personally to grow? Do you, how, do you, how do you go about trying to grow your staff or expecting them to grow? Well, I expect them to grow. They have no excuse not to grow. They've got, they've got the leader modeling right. leadership. Uh, I'm constantly meeting with them and sharing these principles. Right. Like, what do you read? Who are you listening to? Right. What changes have you made? Right. What thinking has changed in your mind? Right. Now, if after a long period of time they can't get better, right. then I have to find somebody who can. I mean, the, I, the, the responsibility to grow is on you. Right. I can't make you grow. Right. I can give you information. I can give you helps. I can give you some principles. I can give you some ideas. But at the end of the day, if you don't bite, then nothing's going to happen. And yeah. that happens to a lot of people. Right. They just they get a check and they're employed and uh, nothing changes in their department. Right. But it, nothing will change till I change. Nothing gets better till I get better. So the first part is, is I've leader. Got to, leader has to get better Stay or nothing will get better. Right. And then uh, the person who has a position, they have to get better. Right. They should be bigger over a period of time. Right. So we bring in people. We do our best. I try to lead the team in things I've learned. I mean, I sat down and said uh, about two months ago with the staff, I said, I'm going to talk to you like I'm 18 years old and what I wish I had heard when I was 18 years right. old. Good. And I remember the first thing I said was dream big. Right. Bigger than you thought. Right. Bigger than your parents. Right. Bigger than whatever you think's big right now. Right. Because it says, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, Seeing abundantly, abundantly right. above all right. you ask or think. Right. I said, nobody in my family challenged me to dream big. Nobody told me I had purpose. Nobody challenged me in church to dream big. Right. No, it was all about, let's go to heaven, right. you know, yeah. uh, uh, and I'll fly away. Right. And, and I wish some of them had because they were worthless. Right. But nobody in college ever challenged me to dream big. Nobody in my high school ever challenged me. Not one Good. anybody. Right. Today, that's different. Today, I challenge my children. And I challenge my grandchildren. Right. You are not confined by your culture or your circumstances when you connect with a covenant with Almighty God. Good. He can get to you anywhere you are, mm. in any place you are. And let's talk about what God says in principles that he's made you to be, what he's asked you to do, and you have the, you have the courage to do it. God will provide the necessity. It'll be a person. It'll be information. It'll be opportunity. That's his job. He'll right. bring it to you. Right. But you will not stay where you were born if you don't want to. So I, I challenge them to dream way bigger. Right. Pass the baton and have them go. Now, here's the thing about change with leaders. You know criticism is coming. Right. The churches that are not going to change, the leaders that are not going to change, they learned it one way, and that's the way it is till they die. Right. So they will criticize you. They'll say, oh, your music and uh, smoke and your technology, you've gone Hollywood. Right. If you go back to the old cathedrals, they had stained glass windows with pictures and a scripture. That was their video screen. Right. That was the technology of the day. Right. So it's changed over and over. And how silly, <clears throat> because they want, to, they want to try to pull you down instead of saying, you're embarrassing me because you're growing. So I have to tell my people why we're not growing, right. because you've gone Hollywood. Right. Uh, what, right. what a dumb thing. Right. No, I've gone more effective. 
You right. you had a technology that was effective, maybe in the 50s, right. but now you are not effective. Our kids are ahead of you. They're running smartphones. My four-year-old could run, granddaughter can run my, my smartphone. She got my passcode and downloaded two little apps for children and I got the bill and I said how'd that happen well she had my phone in the back seat in the car seat and she's already running it she right. can program our TV controller right. I don't even know how to do it right, right. I mean they're way ahead of us yeah. so you better be able to communicate with them with technology today social media live link that's we, we may hate it but it's there it's there to stay right anytime somebody brings in new technology they get criticized right. Elon Musk brought an electric car out oh it's a disaster stupid it'll never sell now every car company's got an electric car right. see right. so you've got to be iron skinned to say i don't care if they don't like my music it's it's better music and if you can show me in scripture where it's forbidden i'll change right. but if you can't then shut up right either change or die that's how you go into every millennium cod right. change or, or die. die and that's what happens to most of them they just wither away and die and i think it's it's, it's the same in the business market as we close uh, this morning as well it's just the i think it's the same in the in the in the in the the corporate place in the corporate marketplace as well is businesses have to keep adapting changing um, or else they're going to fall behind, you know, because... In America, we used to have, be able to... You had to buy a year's membership in a gym. Right. Now you can get a day pass. Wow. Why? People are not committed. You can drive a car for 30 days or three months, and then you can take it back. Right. Because people won't commit. When I grew up, people's commitment was pretty strong. Commitment right. to a career. My grandfather worked 50 years for a company. Right. Uh, that's not true today. Three and a half years. People stay in a church in America three and a half years, and then they move out. Right. It's just difficult to get commitment, so I have to preach commitment. But in right. the old days, if they came from CRC over to Summit Church, mine, then I didn't have to worry. I just plugged them in. Right. They were giving, serving, plugging right in. That's not true today. So I have to constantly reaffirm commitment and right. showing up and keeping your word. The simple stuff that right. was simple to me, right. not simple now. So even businesses have had to adapt and, and change to make it easier and easier and easier. But marriage and business and destiny and vision and a career, that takes commitment or you won't make it. Right. Well, I just—I mean, there, there's so much uh, uh, um, food for thought that uh, in, in the in the points you mentioned today, and again, I just want to thank you so much for uh, your time, your your energy, uh, your availability. For those of you that are listening to us, uh, we've set up our podcast studio here at the hotel with Pastor Rick is staying, so we are to make it as easy as we could, so we didn't inconvenience you. <laughs> thank you, and thank you so much for for your willingness to be with us today. I just want to say to you as well that we pray that the next. Uh, should I say the next 78 years are going to be as fruitful as... Well, <laughs> as and may you prosper and be in health, and may the wonderful people of uh, CRC prosper, be in health, think right. big, right. adapt to change. Right. And I pray even in the government officials in your nation and my nation right. that they might as well get some wisdom right. and, and do what's best for the people, not, yes. not what's best for their career. It's right. always, when you become a leader, you lose the right to think about yourself. Right. That's the first thing we teach staff. Yeah. You lose the right to think about yourself when you become a leader. Right. Wish our politicians could figure that out. Yes, right. Thank you, So, Aiden, so for the final privilege. thoughts, just to say to all of you guys what listening today on, on Leader Breed as well is, uh, I just want to conclude what Pastor Rick has been saying, healthy things grow, growing things change, and change challenges us. So take today's uh, thoughts, food for thought that Pastor Rick shared today. I want to encourage you as well. 
you not out of God's will when you're uncomfortable because healthy things are growing. And when you, when you grow, you're going to face uncomfortable times and seasons in your life. And that does not mean that you're outside of God's will. So uh, if you've received something today from this podcast, I want to encourage you, please, to share it with your world. If you uh, believe somebody needs to hear this today, then take this uh, podcast and share it with somebody. Tell them to listen, to be encouraged. And uh, I also want to uh, say I want to give away a few digital copies of Pastor Rick's books on, uh, on, on Amazon as well. So we're going to send you some gift vouchers. And I want to ask you a favor if you'll go to our Leader Breeder Instagram page and tell us that you've shared this podcast with your world. Uh, they're going to put you into a draw and we're going to draw a few names out. And then we're going to send you a gift voucher, Training for Raining, some of Pastor Rick's books as well to bless you with that. So thank you for your time. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on our next episode of Leader Breeders Podcast. And be blessed. Remember, even though you are uncomfortable, you are busy growing and watch what God is going to do. He's going to bless you. He's going to increase you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Leader Breeder. Make sure to subscribe to the channel to catch the next episode every month.